Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's your drama? Welcome to What's Your Drama. I'm Lainey. I'm Sasha. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is back to haunt us. <laughs> I saw this article and immediately thought of... It was a video. The drama. Yes, the video. Uh, but it reminded me of our drama with him yeah. at TIFF this year. So just as a refresher, I'll give you a link to the episode where um, we talked about it on the Show Your Work podcast. Because it was like a work thing. Like yes. I was at work, you were at work, we were trying to do our jobs. <laughs> yes. And he was at work yeah. and he did his job and part of his job was making uh, me feel like an asshole. Yes. Um, and you felt uncomfortable by extension. A thousand percent. <laughs> you wanted to die. I wanted to die. Did it- you feel even bad for me at all? Or were you just embarrassed of me? It was like, I wasn't embarrassed of you. I was embarrassed of what was going down. And then you get secondhand embarrassment because you're like, <laughs> oh no, this is the worst. Because I felt that in my own interviews. Like yeah. I told you about my Shirley MacLaine interview, which was the worst interview that's ever happened to me. And it was that same sort of thing where you're just trying your best. Yeah. And that person just doesn't want to allow you to feel good about yourself. Yeah. Um. So... Today, when that Jake Gyllenhaal viral kind of video went out, yeah. why don't you set it up? Because he's he's at Sundance. So he was at Sundance. He's promoting Velvet, Buzzword, Velvet… Something on buzz Netflix. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he's there with like Rene Russo and other cast members and Dan Gilroy, who's I think the writer-director. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and… <laughs> Dan Gilroy mispronounced melancholy. Right. I think he called it melancholy. Yeah, which is kind <laughs> of… I don't know how you get that one twisted, but fine. Fair enough. And… But it was like… First of all, Jake seemed to be giving him like death eyes. Yes. Which, those same eyes that I saw when he looked at you. It was PTSD. It was… Totally. Like he, he looked at me like that for five straight ass minutes. Dead eyes. Dead eyes, like bring what the fuck is going on? You dead eyes, small, you stupid, disgusting, vermin of a person, non-New Yorker, yeah. l- yes, illiterate piece of shit. Look. Yes. So for those of you, again, we'll link to where I talk about it. But I did an on the red carpet interview with Jake Gyllenhaal where Sasha and I did our prep work. We were like ready to go, asking him questions, and he basically shot down everyone and like deliberately in our eyes, right? Yes. Made me feel small. Yeah. Or tried to make me feel small until at the end I was like, nope, not doing this. Right? Yes. Um. Anyway, so the face that he makes at melancholy <laughs> yeah. was the face that, and he, that melancholy face was so, like, it was so, um, that is like, condes- that is his pure, the height of his, yes. like, I am a big person and you are a small person. Yes. And let me just remind you. But also let me pretend that I'm joking. 
Like yeah. pretend, like, and that's kind of the worst characteristic yes. of people. You know when people insult you and they go, ma, just kidding. And you're like, mm, you're actually not kidding. Yeah. And that was the same deal. He was like, oh, you've been saying it all day. Yeah. But you know that that eye roll isn't a funny eye roll. It's a mean one. Yeah. You know, when I was watching that and having PTSD <laughs> to our experience with him, yeah. I imagine what it must be like to be in a relationship with somebody like that. Ugh. Like, exhausting. Right? Exhausting. Do you think he belittles you all the time? Or like if you were… Well, I feel like this is what I realized. I think he that is his humor and it's shitty humor. Like yeah. he actually just doesn't nail the dry sarcasm because he comes off like a prick. And I just feel like that's what happened in your interview. Like after seeing this, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe he wasn't trying to be an asshole to you. Right. I think he was trying to be cute and like kind of fun. But I think his cute and fun is um, shitty. Like I don't think, I just think he, he's, he comes off smug all the time. Even when he's trying to poke fun. I don't think he was trying to be cute and fun. I think he was trying to be dick. Like I with think you. he was like, yeah. Yeah, but I think he was also trying to be a dick in this instant like, Sundance too. Like I'm funny dick. I'm a yeah. funny dick. But yeah. it just comes off as I'm a dick. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, that is, yeah, that's another, <laughs> another opportunity for us to relive the most, I think that ranks, right? Like was that not the most horrible red carpet interview you've produced? Um, uh, yes, correct. <laughs> Can I tell you something that I did that was really embarrassing? So it's really snowy in Toronto. So getting to your house was, um, a challenge. So I took a taxi and there were things happening at your house. So I, we were delayed, um, recording this. And while I was waiting at home to come over here, Noah Centennial was doing a live on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was watching it and I was like, you know, I'm just going to send a question. I sent a question about yeah. like, something stupid about fame, and uh, he didn't answer it, but that's not the point. Let me my pull a Jake Gyllenhaal on you. It's Centineo. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. It is Noah Centineo. I have problems with that word, okay? Um, but what happened was I realized that I really don't find him attractive anymore, and if you had have asked me this six months ago, I would be like, no, never. This dude is like the hottest shit I would like to rail him morning, noon, and night. <laughs> now, I'm like, he directed that shitty video. Did you see that music video he directed? Oh, I've like… With Lily Collins? I've stopped yeah. checking, checking in. You know, like at the height of our, what, six months ago mm -hmm. after… I feel like I, I was the one who was on our group chat and I was like… We have five of us on the group chat, and I was like, I am so fucked up over this guy. Yes. And then I think I sent you the video. You, the video being him <laughs> is porn kind of video, which sent us all like, yeah. like our group that chat. That was like, I think that I almost caused an accident. I'm pretty sure yes. Joanna had to pull over to in her car. <laughs> totally. Oh my God, totally. And then she started fucking slow mowing it and shit. Like she was the one who started. Of anyway, she is. She's a um, Oh, I'm sorry. You enjoyed it quite a lot many times too. Oh, me. A thousand percent. <laughs> but Duanna pretends like she's not a perv and she's a fucking perv. Um, anyway, so yeah, like at the height of that, I was on his Instagram checking for updates, watching pictures, his stories. Pictures, pictures, pictures. We stories, loved it. Stories, whatever. Yes. I, I, it's been a long time now. Like he doesn't cross my mind. Me neither. And I'm fickle. I know I'm fickle, but I, that guy is, yeah. That I thought I could hang my hat on for a couple more months. And now I just was like, oh, wow. Like. 
he, you know, those people who become super famous because they're so beautiful and then they're uncomfortable with that. So they like debeautify themselves. Yeah. That's what he's done. He's like strategically like way scruffier now. He like is all like mangled with his clothes. Oh, I don't think that's what he's doing. Like oh, debeautifying do. himself. Yes, I do. Like, I don't think he's going ugly for Oscar. I think he's just that kind of douche bro. Oh, and he's such a bro. Anyway, I'm over him. And even though I participated in his <laughs> Instagram live out of boredom, I was like, Mah, I'm over What it. is this music video? Oh, so he directed a music video for a very subpar song. Lily Collins is in it. And it's probably, it looks like a college directed video in like 2002. Right. It's... um. It's so unimaginative. It's so uncreative. It's so basic. And then, so this live was about this music video, like how it's like tapping into his art as like a director. And I was like, whoa, this is not only boring, but um, unfortunately, he's not a good director. At you know least this who, time. You know who I could, like who he is? He's this generation's Zac Efron. Yes. Uh, like, that's what's happening yes, here. Yes. And yes, I have call. no feelings for Zac Efron. No. So, um, Okay, anyway. that's where we're at now. Yeah. Okay, let's get into some… Other people's drama? Other people's okay. drama. What is your drama? This is from a gal in a dick drought. Oh, bring okay, it. Okay, we've got… sounds perfect. We've got dick drama. <laughs> um, that's what she actually calls it. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I have some dick drama. I'm 41 and back on the dating scene after a two-year hiatus while I was in a relationship. Single, never married, no kids. So basically, I've been dating for 25 years, been around the block a few times, dated all sorts of guys over the years. Recently met, an, recently met a really awesome guy, 45. We seem to be on the same page about all the big stuff in life and seem to be seeking the same thing in a partner. After a number of dates, glasses of wine, things get hot and heavy, after some extended lip locking, we move to the bedroom. Everything's going great. We're into it, except his dick. <laughs> He's <laughs> sorry. Except go on. his dick. Mm -hmm. It seemed to want no part of this escapade. Could not be revived, even with attempted mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. I've had the experience of a dick piecing out halfway through, deciding to go take a nap, especially after many drinks. But in this case, it never even made an appearance, not even to pop up for a sec to say hello. And I should mention, it appears to be a grower, not a shower, because it was really small. Picture something the size of your thumb. Ladies, how small is too small? I'm not saying I need anything huge, but it has to be big enough that I can tell when it's in. Listen, I'm a biologist, so I know this sort of thing happens, especially in the over 40 crowd. Biology can be a bitch, especially at this age, and sometimes after a few drinks. But in all my 25 years of dating, I've never experienced a complete no-show. The poor guy was very apologetic and seemed genuinely shocked, saying that this never happens. He pretty much, he's pretty skilled with his mouth and hands, so let's just say I walked away satisfied. But should I be concerned? Has this really never happened to him before? Would a dude be honest about this if it was a regular occurrence? I definitely want to see him again, but how should I approach this if it happens again? Help. So, girl in a dick drought. Yeah. Um, I mean, this okay. is twofold, right? It's, it, it's, he didn't, wasn't able to uh, show up. Mm -hmm. But when he did show up, he was also teeny tiny. I don't think he showed up at all. Meaning, sorry, like when she even saw it, it was small. Like, so it was like, not only did he not get hard, yeah. he also has a, a right. tiny 
But I feel like, yeah. you know, that's not fair because, you know, you – nobody is that impressive when they're not in their full glory unless they're, like, a porn star. Right. Yes. Right? Like, when you're in your full glory, it's yeah, but she, a I, lot more – Impressive. Right. But Obviously. I, but I think after a couple of decades of seeing enough male genitalia, you know the um, the size of Bruh. flaccid well, and growth. No. Well, you know when there's like a tiny dick staring at you and being like, oh, even if it got right. six inches harder, it would still be fucking Kay. tiny. I mean, whatever. I I don't think. Like, I have I have had experience with, like, something that is not impressive and yes. then… When it shows up, yeah, it's very okay, like, manageable. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have only had one experience with a very, very small dick, and it was very small, and it was hard. And I'm telling you, no joke. Like, look at my thumb. Yeah, that was what it was. Hard. Okay. So, are you okay with that? And I'm showing her maybe two and a half inches, three inches. Um. Yeah. I okay. Think so. Good. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. really nice of you. I also, like, don't want to shame somebody for… Like, he can't help it. A, he can't help it. It's, like, the same way as I can't grow huge tits. Like, it's just not happening. So, yeah. if it's someone… If it's not your thing… Yeah. That's fine. Dick drought. Sure. Um, But I would give that another chance. Like, also, when it comes to him, like, not being able to get hard, and he's like, oh, this has never happened. Most people… I actually almost believe him… I'm sure it's happened to him before, but yeah. he wouldn't have been down for the deed knowing that yeah. he can't get it up. Yeah. So I think that's like, you have to like realize that that is nerves and maybe alcohol. alcohol and yeah. maybe a one-off thing. And I think if, if a little dick can still do some magic, you should at least attempt to give it a chance to see if it can do what it Look, needs to do. My big takeaway from this is that he knew what to do with his mouth and fingers because there are dudes who like have mm. like big dicks mm-hmm. who don't fucking know what to do with their mouth and fingers. Yes. Like it's really just drill time. Yes. And it's just boom, boom, Because they boom. just rely on their dick. Yeah. Yes. And frankly, oftentimes for a lot of people, especially when you're at the beginning of a relationship, just the D doesn't do it. You need the D, the M, and the F. <laughs> totally. Yes. You need right? the whole like, real deal. Once you're in a long-term relationship with someone and you know each other's buttons, then yeah, you can get off real quick and like you know where to hit and where to like, you know, where to really drill down, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. And you may not have to pull out the other accessories. Yep. But at the beginning, a guy needs more than just his penis. And clearly he knows like how to work with other things other yes. than his dick. Yes. So when you get the Which dick, I would almost think is more, as you've, you're kind of alluding to, is kind of more valuable. I would, I would almost say like, oh, like this guy is obviously skilled. He is into like, you know, fulfilling your needs. If, yeah. You know, he wasn't like, oh shit, my dick's not growing. Okay, peace out. Like he yeah. was like, oh no, okay, well, I'll continue doing other stuff. Which yeah. I actually give major props to. Of course. Now it's just a bonus for you because when the dick does get going, then like you've got the dick, the mouth, the fingers, like you got it all. Yeah. So I think, yeah, performance anxiety, first time jitters, alcohol, all of that can contribute. I get it. Plus, as you said, like age, whatever, you don't know what stresses he's under. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you not only give it another chance, but maybe you want you might want to give it like two or three more chances because now the buildup for next time is intense. 
for him, poor dude. So I think you have to like be ready for, hey, this guy, you've said so many great things about him. So I think you might have to be ready for next time. The setup is a little bit like the pressure is on even more. Yeah. So next time and next time and next time. If this is, like if this after. You're um, still getting off. Yeah. And if this happens for a month and a half or something like that, month to two months, and it's just like really not happening, then fine. Fine. Yeah. Then you are legit enough. You have like a legit excuse to be like, you know what, this might not be for me. But for right now, like give the dude, like throw him a bone. Throw his bone do you, ever, do you ever play this game where, like, if you're on a plane or, I don't know, you're waiting in line somewhere or you're on the subway and you look around, you play the game of, does this guy give good head? Does this, like… Yeah. Or, you know, or even with you, some celebrities. You know what my magic, um, my magic uh, talent is. You, I've told you about my magic yes, talent. Yes, you you say that your talent is that you can tell like who's good and bad. Yes, or how how someone right performs in 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 their sexual yeah. activity. Yes, because I don't know why I got to thinking about this, but you know we we're just talking about Noah Centineo and Jake Gyllenhaal, and like come on, we do this with celebrities all the time. Like Jake, who, bad. Noah, good. Uh, I think Jake's good. You think so? Yeah. I don't. Mwah. Uh, I think Jake's good. You know who I think 100%, 100% is a bust? Who? Tell me. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, th- oh, yes. Like, Le- I'm just saying girl with the, girl, like this girl with the dick drama, like Leo isn't fucking eating you out uh, <laughs> when he can't get up. Not that we know for sure. We're just but speculating. We're, we're mm-hmm. speculating. I can't see Leo eating anyone out if he can't get it up. I can't see him fingering you. Nope. Uh, if you can't get up, like, at least you don't have a Leonardo DiCaprio in your life, right? He's <laughs> this guy's willing to do the work. Yeah. Um, anyway, good luck and let us know. I'm really curious. Not yeah. that like I really need daily updates, but, but give, like, give them know. a break. Yeah. Give them a break. We want to know if you give them a break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Break. Okay, uh, what's your drama? S. So S says, I would love your thoughts on a messy situation I've been dealing with for the past year and a half because I know that you guys love petty drama. We do. And this is almost as petty as it gets. When I started university last year, yeah, I'm only 19, I met an amazing group of friends. One of my closest friends in the friend group had a friend from her hometown that went to the same university who I'll call Scarlet. I always heard about how alike we were We were in the same major, both had the same blunt attitude, both labeled the party ones. Around the same time, I ended up hooking up with a guy in my residence. I know, the dumbest mistake to make. It was an awful hookup. Anyway, going back to Scarlett, she was known as being the hot one and nearly every guy absolutely drools over her. She ended up also sleeping with the same guy, calling for even more comparison and jokes in our friend group about the situation. I hated the comparison because A, she's gorgeous and I didn't want anyone looking at us side by side. And B, the guy told everyone how much he loved hooking up with her, which caused for me to be insecure about our hookup. 
As Scarlett and I got to know each other more and get closer, as you do when you meet new people, I noticed that she would often bring up the situation as a joke and would say offhanded comments. I took it as friendly because everyone talked about how sweet she was, but with comments like, you should get a nose job, posting less than flattering pictures of me on Instagram, and an annoyed attitude about me receiving a scholarship, I wasn't sure where we stood. Still, most of the time our friendship was great, so we ended up living together with some other friends in second year. Big mistake. I met some friends of hers that she knew from last year, and she suggested I hook up with one of them who was newly single. Wanting to avoid what happened the prior year, I asked if she was interested in him at all, to which she completely denied. I was still unsure, seeing as how we had the same major and I would see him for the rest of university, but responded that I would think about it because he was hot and I was single as fuck. Cut to one week later and I hear they slept together from our roommate who she told, but I later found out from his roommate that they didn't and he's never been interested with her in that way, even though she was into him all of last year. I'm still not sure where I stand with this guy, but I'm so confused as to why she would try to set me up with a guy who she was clearly interested in and why she would lie about this hookup. This year, I started picking up on some small but strange things, like her buying the exact same furniture as me, the same groceries, and cooking the same meals. I figured it's because she's an only child, but it became harder when she would constantly go out partying with some mutual friends without inviting me and would post about it on her Snapchat. I become friends with someone, she becomes best friends with them. I hang out with the guy we both have interest in. I I see on Snap that she spends the night at his house the next day. Am I a crazy cunt? I don't want to be a whiny cunt who sees herself. <laughs> I don't want to be a whiny cunt who sees herself as a victim or like the world is out to get her. So please let me know if I'm being just uh, self-absorbed to think that her actions and decision making would involve me. Okay, so S, oh, that is S- your big friend drama. Yeah. S is 19. This feels very 19. Not to shame you or like knock you, but it just takes me back to my university days too. Because yeah. But that actually is part of all of the things that we have to unpack because yes. S is 19 yes. and in some fucking petty ass dormitory university who slept with who drama. Yes. And sorry S, but like at this stage in your life where you are, you should be self-absorbed. Like And most of all of you people right now, especially this generation, and we're all on social media, we're all self-absorbed. Instagram, Twitter, whatever. So part of it is we have to separate whether or not S is just being like a normal human being living in these times and like all of us, right up our own asses, Mm -hmm. or whether or not Scarlett is being like a single… White female. White female. And or whether or not it's a little bit of both. I I go with a little (laughs) bit of both. And that's okay. And that's kind of like, I I feel like this, these problems and not to diminish them are kind of a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. You're learning what kind of friends you want in your life. You're learning what like feels icky, what doesn't. Um, You're, as Lainey says, super self-absorbed and talking (laughs) about Snapchat and how that affects you and while the, this, and the food that she makes is the same as you. Like you have to kind of separate, um, some of these. One of them being, yes, is Scarlett probably being competitive with you? Yes, she is. Um, Is she feeling insecure? That's why she keeps on trying to snag your dude or at least pretend to be sleeping with the dudes that you might be interested in? Yes. Like she's doing these things that are shady, but um, it's up to you now to decide if you want her in your life. Yeah. Is she too much drama? Is she causing too much conflict uh, within your friend group? Those are all things that you can think about. I think we have to separate it from the food and the clothes and 
all the other stuff. That shit doesn't matter. Um, but I, I do think that if if this if you're getting bad vibes from her, if she's feeling really, really sketchy and doing really sketchy things that are like impacting like your actual life and your actual friendships, then the easy answer is just back away. Slowly fade her out so that you're not live like and don't live with her again. Yeah. Like after all that first year, it's like alarming to me that you were like, you know what? I'm just gonna live with this person. So you learned and now you can move forward and ideally phase her out of your life if she is um, as evil as you think she is. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if I have anything to add to that. That is exactly where this time – like, I remember being 19. It was the same fucking shit. Yeah. Like, whatever. Who's saying this about who? And what I will – the small thing I will add, though, is that I hope that you can see that this shit is a cycle that's been going on forever and that I guess we need to start breaking earlier or, you know, not participating in at all, which is like competition over boys and all that kind of shit. Like, you know, I wish that they were – I wish that the guys were having the same anxiety about like, oh, are Scarlet and our S – yeah, S. Are Scarlet and S like into us and – I mean, they're, they're not, not, right? They're not. They're not. So, so why are you? Yeah. yeah. If she wants that guy, let her have him. Like, you're on an entire whole ass campus. Do you know what I would do right now? Okay, here we go. This is Vendetta. <laughs> this is time for Lainey Vendetta. No, it's fantasy. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, when I, you too, like, think back to, like, college days and because knowing what we know now, right? Yeah. Like, and the Darth of, like, hot guys compared to how hot they were when we were like in university. Remember? Yes. It's a cornucopia of like hotness. Hot. Yes. Girl, like I'm telling you, she wants that guy, whatever. Like, you know, you'll, you're on campus. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Do we need to come there and like show show you? you? (laughs) No, totally. (laughs) It's true. Well, that's what it is. Like don't, um, yeah, I guess I would say like exactly what you're saying is don't fester in the drama and make an issue out of something that you're not even really interested in. Like you were pretty, you were pretty lukewarm about the guy that she suggested anyway. So what if she hooks up with him? Okay. There is so much more out there. Yeah. It would be an issue if you were actually interested in this guy. Right. Then that's a that's another that's but another story. But I guess the question is why is like Scarlet trying? Because she's to set insecure. Her- she's an insecure nineteen yeah. year old. It's a game. It's yeah. a game. Just don't participate in the game. Exactly. If you would like to move beyond this cycle, um, wow. if you would like to stay in this cycle, I think you already know what to do. Yeah. Right. Which Just is do keep what you're doing. doing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, this is why there are like TV shows about this shit. It's an endless cycle of it. And yeah, we've all participated in it. You have, I have Sash and that's why we recognize it so much. Yeah. So like take it from these old hags. Like, yeah. Trust us. Get out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. One more. And this is, um, drama from Anonymous. Mm. I'm 26. I was in a relationship for six years with a guy I met at university. I thought it was forever. We talked about the future and he told me I was the one, but then he ended it out of the blue a couple of months ago. He had just started a highly competitive, intense master's at a super intense university. So he's under a lot of pressure to succeed academically and to apply to lots of jobs and placements all over the world. 
His parents' marriage was very strained by his father moving around all the time for work, and he's always been adamant he doesn't want history to repeat itself. He kept comparing us to his parents as he broke up with me. I think he just snapped under all the pressure. He has all this baggage. I don't. He was my person, and I just feel so desperately sad. How do I move on? I'm doing all the right things, not talking to him, focusing on myself, my job, my friends, my hobbies, but I still feel really sad almost all the time. Will starting to date again help? How do I start again? (laughs) Yeah. Short answer. Yes. yes. How do I start again when I've only ever slept with one person and thought that person was forever? Well, you just start. Yeah. And and it feels daunting, but it's sort of like what we were saying to S, which is like there is so much out there at this age. Go get it. And it like… It doesn't help though. Like when you're in that heartbreak, you know, and people are saying to you like, you'll get over it. Don't worry. You'll like, you, you know, from the other side, it looks different. But when you're in that, oh, like, oh my God, it's so shitty. You just want to write sad poetry and like listen to music and not eat food and just be depressed. Totally. And, and get knee deep in that. Cause that's going to be like that for a while. But as we all know, the first breakup, your first love breakup is the hardest. Mm -hmm. We have all been there. Yeah. But for me, I'm excited. Like you're 26 years old. You've been in a relationship for six years. This is the only person that you've ever felt feelings for. You don't know how good it could feel to be with somebody else. Like you only know what you know. And it's so important to grow as a person in different relationships. And… I just would encourage you to realize that your world is not over, that you're not with this person. Yeah. Here's, here's what's hard for some people in relationships or breakups like this mm-hmm. because there's no one else. And he probably has told her that I still love you or the feelings are still there, but I can't do this because. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, she still knows and thinks that he loves her. Right. And that's what's hard. I think that maybe what you can try and do is, yes, start dating again immediately. Like, set up your profile and Mm -hmm. start swiping, like, right now. Yep. Um, But also, your perspective has to change. Like, he may not have… There may not be someone else, but what he did was, like, he loves himself more than he loves you. Mm. Yeah. Like, he loves his future. He loves whatever, like, studies that he's doing. Like, he is single-minded for himself. This dude is me. He just, this dude is Justin Timberlaking himself all over you. <laughs> it's all about what he wants. Mm-hmm. It's all about what he needs. It's all about what he has to do. It's all about his pressures, what school he has to get into, what placements he has yeah. to get into. Like, at no point have you entered in his mind. Like, start getting mad about that. Also, it hasn't entered her mind what she's going through. You know, she just wrote this letter and was like, oh, I feel bad for him. He's so stressed out. Well, what about what's going on in your life? What's, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe I'm just sort of projecting here, but maybe you were living a lot of uh, his life for him. You were probably like, um, like more consumed in his world because he sounds like one of those people who's just like super stressed out all the time and my parents this and this pressure here. So maybe you could see this as an opportunity to kind of figure out your own identity now. Yeah. You know, what are you interested in? What makes you fucking go? Yeah. Um, yeah, like what other interests you have? What other interests you have in other men? Like these are yeah. all very, this is like a great time. Even though it feels super dark, super lonely, super yeah. sad, it actually is a really important step 
in your mid-20s. You know, you said something really important, or she wrote something really important. She goes, he has all this baggage. I don't. Well, he just gave you your baggage. Your first, congratulations, your first piece of (laughs) baggage (laughs) is him. Like, he's your baggage. So he's your baggage that you're carrying into every other relationship. The thing is, is that, you know, you have the rest of your life to pick up more baggage now. Mm. And he already is carrying around all this baggage. Like, don't fucking rush into, like, accumulating more shit to carry Mm -hmm, around. mm -hmm. Um, And I know, like, you know, this sounds super insensitive, and I get it. Like, we've all been in that dumpy fucking place where all you can think about is that person not wanting to be with you. But, again, you're, like, the only way through it is literally through it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. It's going to suck. And then later on, it's not going to be so bad anymore. And you're going to meet people and they're going to be distractions. And you're going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking dragging along this piece of, like, how long relationship I had. And, oh, get it away from me. Kick it off. Like, I mean, this is what's going to happen. And I also, and I don't want to be judgy, but I'm going to be judgy. I always think it's a bit weird when people um, end up with the only person that they've, they've ever been with. Like, they start dating someone at 20 and then they marry them. And then, like, that seems sad to me. Like, it's important to go out and not only be autonomous and do things for yourself, but also be with other people and see how you actually grow from other relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're, that he was too into himself, that he had yeah. to let you go. Like, I'm, I'm more excited for you than sad for you. Well, you never understand those kinds of relationships. I never understand the I have to break up with you because I'm too busy kind of relationship. Well, those don't make fucking sense either. Never. Yeah. Never. I hear it all the time. We've heard it all the time. And I actually don't buy that if a person, like, loves – like, I don't buy that the two meet up. Yeah. You can't be too busy and still in love with someone. Totally. He's too busy and he's not that into you anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually probably the I hard truth I fully of it all. believe that the way human nature works and the way love chemistry works and how it wires your body or mm. rewires your body is that, like, I, nobody fucking cuts off love just because they're busy. Because they have schoolwork. Yeah. Or have to go to class. Yeah. Yeah. So take that. In, I mean, that's just me. You, please, please, if you disagree with me, like, write to us and be like… But I do agree because someone should just have the capacity to have something good in their life, right? Yeah. Like, there, there's no excuse to be like, you know what? This is amazing, but I'm just going to not else, do yeah. it anymore. Everything in my life is shit right now except for you, you so but bye. I'm going to snip you out. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Um, but, I mean, let us know. If you're out there and you're listening to us and you've been that person where, like, I'm so in love with Jill or John, but I'm just so busy so I have to break up with them, like, let us know and lay out your argument for why that's legit. So we can reject it. Yeah. <laughs> So we could not believe it. But no, um, that would be interesting to hear someone else's perspective. So yes, go out and start dating and really kind of retweak your perspective on who he is and what he said to you was important. I agree. Um, and that's it. And that's all the drama we have for this week. Yeah. Stay tuned uh, next week for more drama and keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Okay, bye. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.